and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another wild sort of Wednesday for Torch Report 455, the day that Donald Trump almost died. <laughs> oh man, we're going to be extracting some lessons from the depth of depravity today, friends, but I want to start out by saying it was no joke. It was no joke. I'm sure by now, many if not most of you have heard about Donald Trump Jr.'s social media account getting hacked. And then uh, the hackers posted erroneously that Donald Trump was dead. It said, uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s account with the little blue check mark said, I'm sad to announce my father, Donald Trump, has passed away. I will be running for president in 2024. And as of 8.25 a.m. on this morning, 9.20, uh, there were over 159,000 views on Donald Trump Jr.'s posts that Donald Trump Sr. had passed away. And uh, let me tell you what, of course, it's just exploding out there uh, in the media. Holy smokes, what I mean, he was hacked and all that kind of stuff. And I want to show you kind of how it was woven into the left wing narrative here. I do have some screenshots in the report today, actually a lot of graphics in the report today. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform like Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc., please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out the Torch Report 455 and you'll see and be able to follow along here. I think it's hard. Uh, it's hard to really grasp what's happening, and sometimes you you know pictures are worth a thousand words. So um, if you're reading along, friends, I, I want to just, or if you're listening and not looking at the image, the on the front page of Drudge Report this morning, there was Don Jr.'s Twitter. Was it hacked? You know, he says his dad's dead. You know, meanwhile, Biden team nervously tells the Dems to chill out and. L- uh, Biden's lead over the dawn evaporates in a new poll and and McCarthy's just having a mess because there's chaos in the House of Representatives. All of this stuff was on the front page of the left-leaning Drudge Report this morning. And these are just, you know, six captivating clickbait sort of headlines. And the question is, what are they trying to portray? What stands out to you, my friends? I would love to know. To me... What stood out was the fact that these headlines about Don Jr.'s account getting hacked and saying Trump's dead and all that, it's just juicy red meat for the, the lefty political junkies, right? It's, it's making fun of Trump and his son. It's making fun of Republican ineptitudes and all of that. And yet, within that, ever so subtly, there are a few, uh, two other assertions I want to point out. First is that the Biden team is firmly in control, right? So take a chill pill. That's what it says. Biden team tells nervous Dems to chill. Take a chill pill. They've got this. Team Biden has it in the bag. And this Axios article explicitly tells the Democrats in the very first sentence, it says, if you were to click through and read the article, it says to Democrats, you know, clam up and chill out. Clam up and chill out. That's directly out of the article. In other words, there's they're telling Democrat voters to sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. Clam up and chill out, man. And of course, you know, a curious, skeptical peasant might wonder who exactly this team behind Biden is, and where the hell do they get off telling Democrat voters to sit down and shut up? I mean, how is that representative government? How is that democracy, right? 
But it, it almost seems woven into those headlines like there's maybe some sort of behind the scenes players with a bigger batter agenda, doesn't it? You know, doesn't it look like maybe uh, the Biden team, you know, handlers have big plans for Biden's second term. So sit down and shut up, you know. They're sure as hell not going to let a bunch of uh, doom-scrolling Democrats, you know, turn into a bunch of uppity peasants. They're not going to let these people stand in their way. It says in a direct quote, the Biden White House has a blunt message for doom-scrolling Democrats fretting about the president's age and bad poll numbers. Clam up and chill out. Period. End quote. Sit down and shut up, peasant. We're going to shove this senile old sock puppet down your throat until you choke on it. Now, <laughs> the second thing I want to point out uh, from, from the front page of Drudge Report here, this might be a little bit longer. There's going to be a lot of analysis today, friends, but supposedly Joe Biden's lead over the dawn has mysteriously evaporated. And this is just laughably absurd. I pointed it out yesterday. They said, oh, Biden's only leading Trump by 1% now. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it's absurd to think that Joe Biden has ever had a lead over Donald Trump ever at any point in time. And uh, it, it's, it's even more absurd to think that somehow he's actually maintained this lead over Trump throughout three and a half years of historically high inflation and the pain at the pump and, and you know, the wave of crime and political corruption, the spiraling drug crisis, the full-on invasion of our southern border. There's no way in hell Joe the sock puppet Biden has maintained a polling lead. There's just nothing, it's not, you know, there's, it's impossible. It's impossible. It defies logic, reason, common, common sense. So I think that said we would be wise not to overlook the premise here, right? Millions upon millions of Americans, mostly in the big blue cities, they believe that Joe Biden is the most popular president ever elected. They believe that Joe Biden's economy is booming. They believe that he has been beating Trump in the polls because only the only people who, who support Trump are, are the fire far-right-wing extremists, the racist white supremacists, you know, the Christian insurrectionists, the, the MAGA domestic terrorists. Those are the only people who support Donald Trump. And, of course, these loony lefties, they really truly believe this. They believe that Joe Biden uh, is, is the most popular president ever elected. Enough said, you know. Uh, these people who have been conditioned into accepting this bull schnuck, you know, uh, they're, they're, ones, they're the ones that are being told to sit down and shut up, right? You're only going to think what you're told to think, peasant. Stop, th stop scrolling through all that missing disinformation and start paying attention to what we're telling you, which is quite expressly to, you know, sit down and shut up or clam up and chill out, right? We've got this. To me, that whole thing is just a deep state flex. They are flexing their grip on the public psyche. They are proving just how malleable the public mindset really is. And it all points to one very disturbing truth, and that is that people will believe anything. They just do. I mean, some people believe that Donald Trump died, I'm sure, until they realized it was just misinformation. And since people will believe anything, it would be wise for us to expect to encounter a greater than usual amount of mind-bending propaganda and psyops 
as we continue to barrel toward the hung election and civil war of 2024. I, I would expect to see a greater number of people who buy into all kinds of BS. Right. And that's both on the left and on the right. The Brunson case comes to mind as far as people on the right buying into a bunch of BS psyops. But uh, there's inevitably going to be more people who are becoming increasingly warped over the next, you know, throughout this election cycle. But moving forward into the future, because Americans and humanity at large, but Americans are being messed with. Our minds are being messed with in a nearly incomprehensible fashion. Friends, uh, and the results to all of this really speak for themselves. You know, we've talked about the psyops and all of that, but the outcome, the results of the controlling and the manipulation of the mind, they speak for themselves. You know, in 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 uh, <clears throat> in the liberal echo chamber, the Democrats are winning big. Democrats are huge. I put a screenshot from ABC News and it has the blue donkey standing up high. You know, the, the blue side is rising. The red wave has receded. They you know, never even manifested. And so the Democrats are winning big. That's what they're telling themselves. And they believe it. Millions upon millions of people believe it. And the question on everyone's mind should be, how? How? In the hell are the Democrats winning big? How has it come to this? How can they lie so blatantly? How can they cheat so boldly and, and abuse us so shamelessly? How can people actually believe this stuff, you know? And, and perhaps most importantly, how are we supposed to fight back against all this escalating insanity, you know? And I, I want to get, I was, you know, was going to try to drill down on some tactical, practical solutions, but... First, you know, all of a sudden, who cut the cheese, you know? I, I, you guys know that saying, you know, who cut the cheese? I was asking because something stinks, right? I was looking at this ABC News. It was from the 538, their polling center. And there was something that stood out to me. It was the top of the page. It wasn't the misdirect about the F-35 mishap mystery. And it wasn't the front and center COVID hospitalizations, but it was the cheese recall. At the top of this article about Democrats winning big, there's a, there's a you know, right in the, in the buzz stories there is, is the cheese recall. Now, what is this cheese recall? And this news, news of this cheese recall, like the dawn going down, it's, it's everywhere. So I did a little looking. Holy smokes. You know, there, there's this bizarre gagging risk and, and the choking hazards of craft sliced cheese. And it's led to the voluntary recall of 83,000 cases of sliced cheese. And just in time to put a major dent in the menu of lunchboxes everywhere, you know, just as kids start to settle in back to school and, and they're waiting for their ham and cheese sandwich, you know, now they, they have to voluntarily recall 83,000 cases of, of sliced cheese because of gagging risks and choking hazards. Now, friends, I must tell you, the timing of all of this to me is highly suspicious. And we're going to dive a little deep. Like I said here, we're about halfway through the program. I'm going to go maybe just a little bit long to dive in here because there's a lot here. First of all, try to think about how much cheese that is. Try to think about 83,000 cases of cheese. Think about the time, the energy, and the money that went into producing that much cheese into getting all of that cheese to market. And then think about a company 
who voluntarily yanked 83,000 cases of cheese out of the food supply just because six people, six people complained about choking on a small portion of the sliced cheese wrapper. Okay, now think about that. They yanked 83,000 cases of cheese out of the food supply voluntarily because six people complained about choking on the wrapper. And that, that, that voluntary pulling of the cheese came despite the fact there were no reports of injuries or serious health issues. Nobody reported choking to death. There was no major thing. They didn't have to rush to the hospital. It was just like, oh, I got a little bit of wrapper in my cheese and I don't like that, right? So why all the fuss with the headlines? Nobody was injured, no serious health issues, six people complain about choking on a small portion of the wrapper, and they yank 83,000 cases? What's with all the fuss? And so a few thoughts crossed my mind. First, could it be that moms are being targeted and primed to feel uh, the pinch of food scarcity? It's like the baby food shortages, right? Except for this, this recall on sliced cheese, you know, it's, it's likely to disproportionately affect mothers. The moms that are making lunch for their school-age kids and all of that. And, of course, these moms who can't get baby food for them and they can't get sliced cheese for their kids' lunch and all, you know, who's going to protect them from all these risks and these hazards that are associated with the food supply? Who's going to help all of these desperate mothers feed their hungry children? I'm from the government and I'm here to help right now. The second thing that stood out to me. I was thinking about, well, sliced cheese. Well, that's a dairy product. Dairy products come from cows and cows are causing climate change. So maybe all this fuss in these headlines, if you think about it from this angle of, of cows and climate change, maybe this is just another multinational corporation falling on their sword in the name of the greater good. Maybe. Hmm? I don't know. Third thing that stood out across my mind was maybe this somehow plays into the food systems transformation that the globalists happen to be discussing in New York City right now at their UN Sustainable Development Summit, remember? You know, we've been talking about this, uh, the timing of it striking, because we were just talking about how they're coming for your food last week. This week we were talking about, you know, the summit up there and, and social justice, environmental justice, and all that kind of stuff. And it all ties together here. So, but before we get into that, I guess I ought to say, I don't, don't think for a second that refunding 83 calling and refunding 83,000 cases of cheese is going to hurt Kraft, the Kraft company, right? Kraft has a $26.5 billion profit margin. And if you look at their investors page, it, it, it's very clear that Kraft, Kraft Heinz, they merged, big major monopolizing merger there. But Kraft is 100% on board with the global cabal's radical ESG agenda, the environmental social governance. And given that, then maybe... Maybe this stunt is really all about driving behavioral change, since we know that's what the ESG agenda and the globalist agenda in general is all about. It's driving behavioral change. So, friends, I got to tell you, the more I started digging into this, the more I've dug into to Heinz and Kraft this morning, the stranger things seemed to get. And I was not expecting to find a lot of commie connections while I was drilling down on all the sliced cheese controversy. So I, uh, you'll see what I mean here as we, as we get into this. Again, it's crazy, but 
get a load of this. I put a screenshot in the report from the, the Kraft Heinz 2022 ESG report. And it says, together at the table, we're engaging our stakeholders to meet our global sustainability goals. And there, there are so many things about that propaganda piece right there that with all the images kind of some of their their uh, products scattered around and all of that they're just like leaping off the screen at me holy smokes what's going on you know they're they're associating oscar meyer oscar meyer wieners you know i heard he had an oscar meyer wiener i don't know the with natural products you know there, there's probably much nothing that is much less natural than oscar meyer but they're they're merging those labels together and then also plant-based proteins uh and of course, what I want to emphasize is that Kraft is proudly engaging in the globalist agenda. They're, they're engaging their stakeholders to meet global sustainability goals. And that's what this plant-based protein and all that kind of stuff is about. So I want to connect a few dots here before we dump jump into the deep end, okay? How did we get here? Uh, let's see. We talked about the dawn is not dead. That was just political propaganda. It's pointed at the liberal audience who are being told to sit down and shut up because Biden's handlers have it all under control and Democrats are winning big. And from the ABC News article on how Democrats are winning big, uh, we connected with this cheese recall. And the cheese recall led us to the, a globalist corporation pushing the radical, fanatical, sustainable development goals through their corporate governance. And this happens to have come to light right when the SDG Summit 2023 is discussing on how to capture the world's food supply in order to save the planet. <laughs> Have I missed anything, friends? Are, are we on the same page? Are you with me here? You know, the food shortages are going to be real. That's what the president said. Quote, with regard to food shortages, yes, we did talk about food shortages, and it's going to be real, period. End quote. Joe Biden, March 24th, 2022, right off the White House website. Okay? I've documented all of this at length, but there's something else that surfaced in my research this morning. A few things, actually, that I was not expecting. And I'm going to have to just kind of go over it quickly here, but it's, it's, again, it's, you got to know this stuff. Okay. You just have to know this stuff. The, uh, I, first of all, there's the fact that Kraft already pretty much has a monopoly on much of the U.S. grocery market. I mean, it's insane. If you want to look into that, there's a lot there. There's links in the report. The second thing is that uh, in 2021, the company was smacked upside the head. The SEC, the government smacked them upside the head with a $62 million fine, which they settled for some sketchy bookkeeping. And taken together, the monopoly and the, and the, you know, the, the government fine, I see BigGov extracting their concessions from a monopolizing corporation, which simultaneously is working with the corporation uh, to advance the globalist scheme to capture the food supply. So who's controlling who here? You know, is the government controlling the corporation or is the corporation controlling the government? And in my mind, I think there's enough money going around that it doesn't, it, that doesn't even really cross their mind. They're not thinking about who controls who because they share the same evil impulse. They crave the same goal, which is nothing less than total control. And so the corporation wants, to, wants market dominance, right? They want monopoly. They want maximum profit. And the corporation achieves this by playing nice with the government. The government, on the other hand, wants political dominance. They want maximum control of the peasants. And they achieve this by playing nice 
with the powerful corporations. Now, the third thing that came up this morning, which is working toward the very strange twist here, is that Kraft's, uh, Kraft has very deep connections to genetically modified organisms, okay? Now, there's a rabbit trail there we're not going to have time to follow right now, but suffice it to say, uh, this corporation has deep enough pockets to keep their dirty little GMO secrets off of our food labels to the tune of dumping over $4 million into political lobbying just between 2013 and 2015 alone. And that was to keep, again, their genetically modified products off the label. Okay, now here's the twist. GMOs have been linked with cancer. GMOs have been linked with cancers. The same GMOs that Kraft and Heinz are trying to keep off their labels, they've been linked with cancers. And people will try to deny it. Uh, government officials may attempt to convince you otherwise, thanks to all the lobbying. But the science of GMOs causing cancer is pretty much rock solid. Okay, At the level of common sense, it just makes sense. If you think about how cancer rates have, have risen in tandem with the pumping of GMOs into the food supply, it's not rocket science. Cancer kills people. That reduces the population. The globalists want to reduce the human population to save the planet. So what better way for them to do so than to partner with multinational corporations in order to capture and literally poison the food supply with all these GMOs that they're keeping off the labels, you know, keeping the warnings about this ugly truth off the labels. Friends, it's just sickening. This kind of casts the whole food systems transformation in a whole new light, does it not? This is what they're talking about right now, food systems transformation, but it's been going on for a long time. And here's the thing, friends, this is not the strangest part of it all. You would not believe it unless you were an exceptionally curious peasant like myself. Uh, when I was looking at the ESG report, there was this little thing, I put a screenshot there, it's kind of upside down, and it says plasma. I was like, what, what, is this, what is this plasmon thing? Plasmon, plasma, I don't know. And so I was looking into it, I drilled down on it, but a, uh, from their beloved global brands, the beloved global brands, you know, uh, they have this plasmon product. And if a quick search for plasmon, that opened up the door to a whole bunch of fascinating science that I never knew existed, like plasmonic-based biosensors and genetic variations in blood plasma. I mean, there's a lot there. But when I was looking for that, friends, get this, full circle, that's where I stumbled onto none other than Dr. Peter Kraft. K-R-A-F-T, Kraft. Dr. Peter Kraft is both the director and the senior investigator at none other than cancer.gov website. At the, at the cancer.gov website, you will find Dr. Peter Kraft. Kraft, uh, same last name as the company who's got the got the GMOs lobbying to keep GMOs off labels that are causing cancer. I mean, it goes on and on. He's uh, Dr. Kraft is also a professor and epidemiologist at Harvard School of Public Health, which just so happened to have an Invent 201 call to action to enhance public-private cooperation for the pandemic, which is decreasing the population, by the way, partnering with the World Economic Forum, the Gates Foundation, and other eugenicist organizations who are desperately trying to reduce the human population in order to save the planet. Friends, the coincidences are far too numerous, and none of this is meant to be a joke. This is just what I learned today on the day that Donald Trump almost died. ha <laughs> ha! 
<laughs> that is the message in my heart for today, friends. Please pass it along. If you're enjoying this podcast, go to the website, find the heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already, and then get out there and embrace the rest of this wild, whimsical Wednesday, greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.